Hola, cariño. Hola, amor. Y bienvenidos a Uy, qué horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny. And I'm Eileen, and I started giggling right before doing the thing. Doing the thing. Hello. Hi. I am not fully awake. Yet. I'm not going to lie to you. I had to go feed a cat. Mm. Or, and I'm, oh, well, first of all, welcome, welcome back home. to me in New York. <laughs> yeah. I'm finally back home. I'm still adjusting to the time change, which yeah. I had a week in Florida to adjust, but even then it didn't, like, I spent so much time in California. And I don't like waking up at 8 a.m. I know you don't. Listen, I, for all, for, for all of, <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows on this podcast, but Eileen wakes up at like 6 a.m. every day. Just like, I like, bing, I like to be an early bird for some reason. Yeah. It's not like I fucking do anything at 6 a.m. I just like to be like, okay. I'm awake. If anything were to happen, I am present and ready yeah. for it. Eileen could go to bed after partying till 4 o'clock in the morning, wasted, drunk off her ass, and wake up at 6 a.m. like, well... It's time. <laughs> That's just who I am. I'm my father's daughter. I it's can't It's who help you've it. been since I've known you. Yes. I honestly love it. Love it. Wake I, up, get the day started. Yeah. Pero, you know, it's it's tough. And, like, mm-hmm. I, this is just something that I think I need to start putting into my daily something or other mm-hmm. is wake up in the morning and exit my home for something just because the air the morning fresh air and sunlight feels so nice yeah that you forget that you're tired and grumpy and no coffee or whatever so anyways totally. after once i stepped outside i was like oh i'm ready for the day so i've had two cold brews oh yep hell yeah <laughs> through my veins just a, um, a blast of crisp new york city winter air yes. and two fresh ass cold brews which i i honestly this first week home it feels i'm <sighs> i'm very happy to be home it must be so say. nice to be i mean listen traveling was, a joy a joy so much Love fun to see my people and everything but it was a full month of not yeah. being home so yeah. i'm glad to be back well welcome home thank you uh it feels right to have you back in your little closet over there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm glad that your travels went so well. That week in Florida must have felt so fucking weird. Like, what am I doing in Florida? What am I doing Ugh. here? <laughs> yeah, Florida was a lot. Uh, yeah. But, you know, back home, ready to end this year. We're winding down 2021, mm-hmm. ready to go into 2022. I'm excited for Christmas time because I'm going to get to see you and see you be Bob Hell Cratchit. Hell yeah. I think we're going to be able to record an episode together, hopefully, when Yay! you come down. I mean, if it works out yeah. schedule-wise. Yeah. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's always fun. Absolutely. Anyways, how are you? I'm good. Uh, I'm half asleep, pero I'm here. I am mostly present. I wanted to take a quick moment to give a shout out to Miguel Myers of my <gasps> horror confessional because I our dear was friend, our dear friend Miguel Myers again, best Twitter <laughs> handle I've ever heard. Truly, he invited us separately to be on Mm -hmm. episodes of his show, which you can find all over the place. And I watched and discussed the movie Cannibal Holocaust with him, which was 
a fucking nightmare. But we had a delightful, joyful time talking about it. So I highly recommend. It was recommend. delightful to listen to. Yeah, we had a great time. And we yeah. really, really got into it. We had a lengthy conversation. Lots of giggles. Lots of dicks. <laughs> lots of really, really awful gore. So When I heard you talking about all the dicks, I was like, because you, you, you wanted to have us cover cannibal holocaust and then you were like i don't think i'm i don't think so (laughs) well the i mean the dicks are fun yay dicks but listen listen (laughs) (laughs) same um (laughs) but the thing is like well first of all just right off the top it's the fucking animal cruelty yeah. shit no puedo that's hard for you pero the the sexual assault is just yeah Ooh. so I I was just like I mean mira if you want to do it at some point cool pero I was like I, I'm cool for a, a while to watch this movie great yeah. cool then I'm yeah. I agree with you <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll give I'll give Miguel a shout out too because I'm I, I'll be releasing my I'll be he'll be releasing the episode that I was on very soon and we did the omen so keep an eye out <gasps> yes. for my horror confessional uh, go check out Johnny's ep, but then mm-hmm. when I come out doing The Omen, go check that out, too. We'll let you know It'll when it pops out. It'll be out soon, I'm sure, yeah. I think so. We'll Very see. cool. Great. Well, thank you, Miguel. We love you, and Miguel. And let's, let's start talking spooky movies. Yeah, so this is uh, my home homecoming, so I was like, why not have it be me? Mm-hmm. And uh, we're returning to good old Iquitos, Peru. Hey. Uh, Maligno. Which our director was involved in Maligno. Yeah, same production company? He produced it, yeah. Okay. I was thinking about it. I was like, I wonder if Iquitos, or I bet it is, I wonder, I bet Iquitos is the equivalent of Sao Paulo in Brazil, that that's like the city where movies are being ah, made. Be- you know sure. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Most, of the, most of the movies we've done from Brazil are from Sao Paulo, and it yeah. seems like that's like the- The movie hub. The mouth of cinema yeah. yeah and i think that's what iquitos is in peru let's find out what are the hollywoods of each country's yeah 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 you know what i mean mm-hmm. i'm assuming argentina is buenos aires yes we've got we'll do San we'll Paulo, do some research iquitos, uh, buenos aires and iquitos looks just lovely and gorgeous yeah looks beautiful Agreed. we can road okay. tour 2023 who knows whenever we have so many stops on our world tour now and i'm <laughs> excited for when it happens um anyway so the movie i picked is called cementerio general the general cemetery general cemetery it sounds like a tv show the general yeah general (laughs) hospital uh followed by general cemetery Um, this movie was released in 2013. It was written by Javier Velázquez and directed by Dorian Fernández Moris. Jonathan, how about a synopsis? You got it. This is from IMDb. Thank you for typing things out. Here we go. <laughs> Set in Iquitos, the story follows Andrea, a 15 years ago... T- a 15, I'm going to say, year-old teenage girl who suffers the death of her father. With the help of her friends from school, they encourage her to contact him using the Ouija. However, this triggers a series of terrifying events. Ouija. Sure, Ouija, la Ouija. Ouija, la Ouija. Uh, <laughs> great, well. Let's go. Then let's uh, let's begin. Off to Iquitos we go. 
we open with a woman fluffing up some flower bouquets. It seems Ugh. like an out- outside, <laughs> lovely area, market-esque situation. Mm-hmm. A little boy walks by with some flowers in his hands, and we follow him as he walks into El Cementerio General San Miguel Arcángel. Mm. So we keep following this little boy as he walks through these graves and in front of all the columbariums, a.k.a. the body shelves. (laughs) (laughs) We uh, make a turn and we pass by a man standing in front of one of the body shelves and he's knocks three times mm. on the like door of the shelf yeah. i guess well the way these work it seems like me out like you you shove the coffin into the columbarium and then it seems like you like cement it over yeah right? yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And i think just, that's like, the case knock 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 knock, knock, knock. knock. creeps i don't Creepy. i didn't like that no freak me out so we continue following this little boy and he stops and we see that there's a funeral, like an active funeral going on. Mm-hmm. And there's a woman uh, sobbing very Ooh, openly and hard. Dramatic funeral. Yeah, drama. And she's hugging her teen child, who is Andrea. Mm. From afar, but not like too far. Like, definitely, like if you see. <laughs> Like across the way, I'd say. Yeah. There's a scrawny, lanky fucking motherfucker, this also teen, and he's holding a handheld camcorder Mm -hmm. and he's filming this woman and this young girl as they're sobbing into this funeral. You know what I mean? He is so close. Like, I, (laughs) it's like, I wish somebody would just go up to him and be like, Sir, can you not film this us is in a our funeral? People are, are mourning grieving. and grieving. Hello, please have some respect and decency. Go away. <laughs> yeah, just real creep vibes. Ugh. And he's just standing there uh, as the priest says the eulogy. And this weird fucking scrawny nerd <laughs> is Paolo. <laughs> We get this overhead shot of the coffin going into the ground, and as it pans out, we see that the young girl, Andrea, she falls to her knees right next to the coffin being lowered. And then we see our title card, Cementerio General, and the O of the cementerio is a pentagram. (gasps) The devil. So we see this fucking same nerd teen, Paolo, and he's walking up to a big house right now. This house looks like a museum. It's yeah, it's insane. Fancy. It's Damn. humongous. <laughs> and at the front door, the mom from the funeral walks over and opens it so that Paolo can go inside. She asks what he's doing there and shouldn't he be at school, but he just gives her some creepy eyes and is like, doesn't even answer her. He's just like, I'm an awkward teen. <laughs> I'm so awkward and I'm slim. So... And... <laughs> <laughs> So she lets him in. He she makes him a smoothie, which, which I'm like, scared the shit out of me. I the mean cut, too. The cut to the blender going on was purposeful and rude, and uh, I fully jumped. Me too. How dare you <laughs> surprise me with how, berries and milk? How dare you make a smoothie in my presence? <laughs> So they have like small talk and she asks him about his mom and he says that they're fine, that it hasn't been very easy for them either. Mm. Hmm. What? Mm. What does this mean? So the mom is like, okay, well, what do you want me to tell Andrea? Obviously, you're probably here to talk to my teen daughter. And Paolo's like, actually, I didn't come here to talk to Andrea. I came to tell you once and for all what really happened 
that night. Mm. And that night something happened and we found out something. He's all it's all very algo pasó y algo es, pasó. pero Ajá. algo pasó y después hicimos algo y algo pasó y algo pasó. Okay, pero okay, tell me what tell the hell me pasó. ¿Qué pasó, por favor? So he says Andrea made a swear never to say anything and I've tried to hold in this secret for such a long time even though I know she's going to hate me for the rest of her life. I'm here to show you everything. And so he unzip his little backpack and he pulls out his handheld camera and he says I lied about not having the video because Andrea asked me to but you have to watch it mm -hmm. so they go into a TV room where he plugs in the camera into a big ass TV and he's like look this isn't edited this is how it all happened from the beginning I'm gonna show you I liked this this premise of like because we were watching this movie like a movie you know it's yeah, not found right. footage but then they sit down and then it's like now you're watching in this video camera footage which I was like that's a cool idea that's like a cool mix of the two you know what I mean I agree I was like okay interesting that we're using his creepy <laughs> camera holding presence as yeah. the story vehicle so yeah. cool so he plugs it in and on the TV we see footage of a classroom and then this is where we go into the found footage part mm -hmm. of this film. So now most of this movie we are seeing it in the lens of Pablo filming everything. Mm -hmm. On the screen you see like the the stereotypical like this is the view from a camcorder so there's like a battery thing and then like a the date or whatever that HD kind of shit. HD at the bottom. Yeah, that kind of shit. So the, the camera pans around the room. Their students are like taking a test or something. And there's a teacher and there's a hot guy friend who this is Gabriel. And of course. I mean, he he is the stereotypical Latino hot guy douche friend who is so hot, but such a douche. So hot, such a douche. You all had him in high school. You know exactly yes. who we're talking about. You absolutely hate him, but you want him to love you at the same time. Absolutely. He's awful, but you're just like, <laughs> love me forever. Look at your green eyes and your pecs, but also uh, and, you suck so and hard. fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but if you want to kiss me, that's Let's fine. Let's fucking do it, yeah. <laughs> So this hot guy, this is Gabriel, and then the camera pans over and it stops on a girl, and this is Andrea, and she's staring off into the distance, very sad, very melancholy. Again, why did the teacher not at some point, they seem like they're taking a test. Why was she not like, pa Pablo, ¿qué estás haciendo? Por favor, put the camera down. This is a classroom. Are you insane? Because he's not being... Full camera. Up and in the he's air. like, yeah, he's no. holding it up. It's not even a secret. He is like, no. yeah, I'm filming. I'm filming like, this. No. <laughs> no, dude. I can't. No. I can't with this. Get out of my classroom. <laughs> this is fucking history, okay? You oh, fucking my prick. gosh. This is your final. Jesus. Yeah, hello. <laughs> so, Pablo's still filming in the middle of this fucking class with wow. his handheld. He whispers over to a girl. This is Mayra. And he asks, how long is Andrea going to be like this? And Mayra turns around and is like, Obvi, you haven't had anybody in your fucking life die, bro. Her dad has been dead for a week. Can you pump your brake? She's allowed to be fucking sad. Uh, Mayra, you are 100% correct. Yeah, you insensitive prick. Let yeah, the bitch the be sad and your fucking dad like, died. How much longer? Jeez. Ew, Fuck gross. You. Sadness. <laughs> 
And then she's like, you know, also it's particularly hard because they were very close, her and her dad. So the bell rings. We see some recess. This gave me full Nicaragua oh fucking flashback. Teens just, being fools and uh, in meaning, uniform too. Y- Remember in uniforms. <laughs> this is us. This is this us. Is us. <laughs> there are kids and teens playing. They're snacking. They're chatting. Whatever. Then we see Pablo again, just filming every fucking thing, and he's filming his hot friend Gabriel. And Gabriel is in looking into the camera, and he has a plan to film under some girl's skirts, which is. Gross. And as he's filming, uh, Gabriel say like, "This is our plan to film under the skirts or whatever." Andrea walks by, and Paolo loses focus and starts filming her instead. Mm. And she sits down again. You see that she's just super bummed out and sad. Maida come and comes to sit next to her, gives her some support. So it's the end of the school, and the kids are getting picked up. Pablo, again, con la cámara, filming only Andrea. He's, like, obsessed. Obsessed. Stalking, basically. Yeah, we get it, dude. And Gabriel gets picked up by... Uh, his hot older girlfriend. This is Beaky. She can drive. She can drive, and I She's and also so cool. wears a wig. Yeah, oh she, my she god! Got a sassy dark wig. Why? Uh, who knows? That, who knows? Because that Honestly, wig is there forever. I thought she was evil because she picks him up, and then when they drive <laughs> off, she gives like like a weird like, I'm a badass bitch kind of look yeah. and I was like is this our villain like is she evil she's not but uh, I was convinced I was like oh I don't trust Vicky also was like girl you're dating a fucking shitty honey. Teen. like girl <laughs> honey sure Vicky. he's hot but we all want to punch him in the face let's not let's not do this yeah no Vicky the kids are in PE. Next day, sure. Sure. The hot friend Gabriel, he's playing football and with like the school, I guess. Pablo is creepily, creepily on the sidelines fucking filming that. And then he turns around and he finds Andrea sitting on the bleachers and he starts filming her again. And it's like, Shocker. Jesus, guy. And Maida, who's been running laps this whole point, comes out and stops to stretch in front of Pablo. And he says, maybe we should do something to help Andrea. What do you think we should do that could we could maybe like cheer her up a little bit? And Maida's like, mira. She doesn't want to fucking talk to anybody. The only person she needs right now is her dad. And did you notice at this moment that there was this random sting in the music that had no place being there? Literally in <laughs> my notes. What did I write? I was just like, what's this random surge of spooky music? They could they're like, how was your day? And then it's like I had a sandwich for lunch. What the fuck? I was like, oh. Okay, I'm spooked. Okay. What, what, it, it, I, it was a weirdly placed surge of music. Yeah. I Strange. feel like maybe somebody, maybe the sound editor was like maybe dragging it to place it yeah. somewhere else. And then it maybe he dropped it at that moment and was like, too early. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> so she's like, she needs her dad right now. And the thing that would make her happiest would be to talk to her dad. Cut to Mayra, Andrea, Pablo, Gabriel, and their chubby friend, Julito, who they call Gordo, sitting in a dark living room and Mayra saying, listen, we have to play the Ouija board. And I was like, yep. oh, okay, so we're here, we are. here, we're in it. And Andrea's like, okay, will be will I be able to talk to my dad? 
And Maida explains that she's got a tia who's really good with all this espiritu stuff and that Maida kind of knows how to do it too. And Andrea again is like, cool, cool, cool. Will I be able to talk to my dad? And Maida says, there's no guarantee, but there's it wouldn't hurt to try. And so they make a plan to meet at Andrea's at 8 p.m. to do the Ouija. Mm-mm. Now it's 8 p.m. and we're at Andrea's. <laughs> and they're... <laughs> And they set up everything on the coffee table, including a shitty, (laughs) it's a piece of graphing paper that hot Gabriel kind of like drew A, B, C, D, E, F, G, Z, C, no, numeros. And like literally- That's a drawn Ouija board. He pulls it out, like he has it rolled up behind his ear and pulls it out and opens it. And and he's like, will this work? And fucking Maida's like, I guess. That's all you have to know, the fact that he pulled it out from behind his ear. Yeah. Like that tells you- like he didn't put it in his pocket. He's like, no, I just got it right here behind my ear. Like if he smoked, you know, he'd like he'd be like he'd have one right behind his ear. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. Cool like that. Absolutely. So oh, Maida lights a bunch of candles. She asks for a coin, which is going to be the equivalent of the arrow at this moment. De repente, from like behind them, a shadow goes by. I jumped. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But seemingly, this shadow is only Andrea's little sister who has run downstairs and is like, Andrea, I'm bored. My name is Eva. Her name's Eva. Mm-hmm. She wants to hang out with Andrea and her friends, but Andrea's like, get the fuck out of here, you fucking 11-year-old 11, 11 bitch. <laughs> this transition, though, like, Eva's like, I'm so bored, whatever, and Andrea's like, it's okay, mañana I'll take you to the peli- to the movie theaters. Basta! Like, she <laughs> goes know. from, like, <laughs> zero to 100 super fast. Dude, Damn. relax. It's your little sister. Oof. I mean, so. I know you're going through shit, but, you know, so but- is your little sister. Hello. So Ewa fucks off and then we're back to the Ouija and everyone puts their fingers on the coin. And Mayra begins. We're here to connect con los espíritus blancos. Queremos comunicar con el señor Andrés Baleno. Are there any spirits here? And suddenly the coin begins to move. <gasps> See. Si. Mayra asks if there are any messages from El Señor Baleno and Gordo, who is in charge of writing everything down, has his little pen and paper ready to write down wherever the coin goes. One by one, the coin circles around, picking letters. And at one point, Andrea pulls her finger away from the coin and like goes to a corner, upset, it seems. Don't do that, because you're going to break the circle. That's what I said. I was like, girl, you're going to get possessed. How dare you? Don't fucking do that. So once the coin finally stops, hot douche Gabriel says to Gordo to read out loud what it says. And Gordo grabs his little piece of paper and he reads... Soy imbécil. <laughs> Dude. Which is uh, so this... dumb. Which, this is the reason why she took her fucking finger off, because she fucking was reading in her yeah. mind, putting together the letters, and it said, soy, soy imbécil. Yeah, and... because Gabriel was, like, whispering in, in Gordo's ear, being like, write it all down. I'm Okay, this scene was just too long for that to be the payoff. Uh, yeah. When that reveal happened, I thought, really? Yeah. That took like 10 minutes. Agreed. And this this happens a lot with this movie where we get a big like buildup of something and the thing that happens is just like, really, guys? This there is, is no what payoff. We were... No. Yeah. Ugh. 
So a hot douche Gabriel falls over with laughter. He thinks it's so fucking funny that he figured out how to spell out soy imbecil. And so Andrea, who's fucking pissed off, she runs away into her own bedroom and Mayra goes after her. And then we see that Paolo, again, Creepville 5000, is filming outside of Andrea's room and she, as she cries to Mayra. They catch him filming and they slam the door on him. So now we see footage of him outside and he sees like a little playhouse, it seems. And there's a little lullaby song playing mm. as he approaches. Duermete or something like duerme, that. Duerme, duerme. Yes. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Duerme. <laughs> <laughs> that was so bad. Duerme. Yeah. And in this little playhouse, we see Ewa is sitting there and she's having like a little tea party it seems and her back is to us on the little chair opposite of her is a picture of her dad like taped up oh, that's so sad it's so sad and she's like talking to it así como te gusta papito Ugh, i hate i hate the term papito you know, know when you- it's a child saying it to their dad that feels weird I, like i get it in turn like a romantic like lover connection like Even I, papito. I don't mind that one but a child <laughs> saying it to her dad i'm like yeah. i don't know it's uh, weird me too me too yeah, yeah. i get cosa anytime, anytime it's said. It's said. Said. Don't <laughs> say papito don't say papito ew gross <laughs> Anyways, so she's like, okay, drink your tea. Ha ha. He 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 he. She has a creepy little kid laugh. You know what's creepiest about this fucking shit is that Pablo is filming her. Stop yes, filming her. You this absolute, child. You creep. Bill. Oh, man. Gross. And she's like, yo también te quiero mucho, papito. Gross. And then from behind Pablo, you hear someone call for him. Hey, Pablo. And Ella turns to see this noise. It's dark. It's creepy. Like, she turns very fast, and she's got, like, bangs and straight hair. She's mm-hmm. a very thin gangly little girl too so like she there's something creepy about her in general but then she turns very quick and i was expecting blank eyes devil face i was expecting something but not well she she is a very for such a young girl like aside from the fact that she's so thin and everything she is very like striking looking her features are really i mean she's a gorgeous little girl but the features are very like angular and sharp you know yeah and and her arms are very thin and her legs like she's just a pointy gal. <laughs> yeah, she's a pointy. She's the kind of kid like I can't remember the actress's name, but the the daughter from Hereditary where you're like, you just have a very specific look. They look yeah. completely different. But like yes. in terms of like they are striking in that yeah. way. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So back inside, Maida says, this can work, but we just need to be in the right place and we have to have the right stuff. This piece of shit graph fucking paper Ouija board ain't gonna cut it. And she says, you know, mi tía tiene un tablero. She's got a board, a Ouija board, and it's really special, and we should, you know, use that, and then we should go to where your dad is buried so that we can be, so it can be extra good. (laughs) And then, (laughs) this part was so funny to me. And then she's like, yeah, let's go to where your dad is buried. And then she turns her head and basically looks into the camera and says, En el cementerio general. <gasps> and you're just like, oh boy. Okay. Here's the title, title of our of film. film. 
Dun, dun, dun. And then she also says, we got to go when there's no one there. So we got to go at night. We have to make sure that everything is cool. Let's do it. A few days later, Pablo and Gordo are at Mayra's and they're helping her pick up the real Ouija board and all the shit that they need to go do this thing while Mayra is putting on what seems like 30 rosaries. She comes out of the bathroom. I'm like, ¿cuánto fucking rosario tenéis la nuca, brother? And all dressed in black, which I was like, smart, because you don't want to be spotted in the night. Yes. So now we're back at Andrea's and turns out Andrea's mom comes home at 11. So Gordo is like, mira, do the same thing that I do and come home before your mom comes home and then you'll be fine. And Andrea's like, yeah, but I have my shitty little sister with me. I can't just be fucking taking Ela with me. Mm. She's a pain in my ass. And Ela's there like, come on, take me. I'm a little kid. Porfa, Andrea. Andrea. I was like, I'm going to kick this kid in the (laughs) fucking teeth, dude. And uh, ev- but then everyone is like, <laughs> everyone's like, me, oh, no. mira, no importa, bring her, bring Ewa. And I was like, you guys are a bunch of idiots. This You're is gonna a bring terrible a idea. Eleven year old to a Ouija session in a cemetery. Eat a dick, bro. You guys are this. fucking stupid. They convince Andrea, and so they bring Ewa along. Andrea also says she's going to bring a picture of her dad and some agua bendita por si acaso. Mm -hmm. And Pablo's like, sí, pero how are we going to get there? We're a bunch of people. We don't have a ride. Cut to everybody slammed into fucking Biki, the hot girlfriend of Gabriel's car. And they drive over to the cemetery. And she very smartly is like, eh, I'm not going in there. Ustedes I, son un montón de <laughs> this moment, I was like, yes, Vicky, you are. That's yes. Smart. Yes. This is. Well, first of all, like you don't want to hang out with these stupid teens anyway, but also a cemetery at night like this. No. With a Ouija she's board? No, dummy. No. No, no way. So mm-hmm. she's real smart. She dumps their asses and drives away, and they climb over the wall into the cemetery. There's a full moon, and we get some cool close ups of. I really like this little film. Cinematically, this moment was mm. very cute, I think. It, cute. It, sure. It was nice. It felt like more Goonies ish, I'd say. Like, yeah. More like kid adventure right here. Yes, because we get these great circular panning shots of everybody's face, and they're really well lit, mm-hmm. even though they're like in the dark, but they have this great shadowy light on yeah. their faces. Mm-hmm. They just look good. It yeah, looks well cool. done. And they're, everybody's looking through the cemetery grounds, and they're quietly walking through these tombstones. They're all in a line like a freaking Scooby-Doo fucking cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, de repente, Andrea screams because some arms start waving out from a grave. Pero, <laughs> as Gabriel says, solo es un fumón viene aquí a drogarse. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> Un fumón? I wow. love that term. Un I'd never heard this before. Me neither. Un fumón yeah. viene aquí a drogarse. I'm like, okay, viene aquí a drogarse sounds so... That's a little intense. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you hear... This guy what's, is here to smoke weed. Like, yeah, let's not just to, chill. Yeah, not to, like, inject or anything yeah. like that. Like, yeah, he just it's... wants a quiet, chill place to lay. I mean, you could pick a less creepy place, I would say. Agreed. But he's just trying to relax. Yeah, and you just kids trying are to smoke some weed. Exactly. And the fumong is, like, he gets up and fucks yeah. off, and he's like, Dicks. Eh, tu madre, brother. <laughs> he's, like, giving them the finger, being all pissed off. 
So they keep walking through the cemetery, and El Gordo even spots his own abuelita in one of the body shelves, which I thought was kind of cute. And Maida's like, dude, nobody cares about your abuela. Let's go. <laughs> Why? Why is everybody so mean to Julio? They're so I know, mean Julio. to him. Yeah, he was like, Pobrecito. look, my abuelita is right fuck here. Your he abuela. Was... <laughs> what the fuck, dude? God. Jesus. So, as they keep walking, Gabriel, the hot douche, he spots un guardia, the cemetery guardia, and his dog. And they're hiding up against the wall, but the dog barks at them and the whole fucking shit hits the fan. So they run. And they're running and sprinting down these cemetery aisles. And they find this random little, like, tiny space between two columbarium walls, it Mm. seems. Like a little nook fucking nada, and they all hide in there and Gabriel is like hide in here go in here and he says I'm gonna go check for this fucking guardia dude and I was like bro don't don't trust this fucking douche no not for a second and also the way the camera is shooting like from inside the nook looking out of the column you know you're like okay what's coming here it comes yeah. So everybody stands is standing in this literal hole when boo out jumps Gabriel wearing a fucking demon mask. Mm-hmm. And I mean, let's not kid ourselves. I no. fucking jumped. Effective jump scare, even though you know it's coming. So everyone, quite rightly, is like, "Fuck you, you fucking prick! How dare you!" But especially La, La Andrea, who's like, "I have a fucking kid here with me. My little shitty sister is here." Yeah. Fuck you, bro. And the little sister, Eva, does seem particularly disturbed by what like clutching her knees to her chest, just like, you got me, dude. Yeah, she's in a ball on the ground, fucking terrified. Pobrecita. And they're like, okay, Eva, do you think that you're okay, or should we just go? Because we can go if you feel scared. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, no, estamos bien, no importa. And and she's like, no, no. (laughs) <laughs> I want to talk to our dad. Oof. So they decide, okay, let's go. So they finally find their dad's grave. And again, they're like, mi papito. And I, I, I again, I wrote, I don't like the word papito. <laughs> so Andrea says, all right, let's get started. But Maida says, no, we should find one of the older graves because that'll make it work better. And Andrea's mm. like, uh, you literally said that his grave is the place to be like that mm-hmm. that's where it would work best plus why would you go to somebody else's grave if the person you're calling is right here like wouldn't it be the stronger connection be with on top of hello like what hello and Maida's so yeah. dismissive she's like i said what i said goodbye let's go yeah like oh <laughs> okay excuse Maida. me i was like i don't trust you what's going on yeah. here Maida? this pasando? moment you're just like you uh-huh. just said the thing. and But Mayra puts her foot down, so they all go. And even Gabriel is like, ella es la que sabe. Okay. She's the, she's the one with the witchy tía. Entonces vamos con la ella. La tía Úrsula. La tía Úrsula. So off they go. And Mayra finally finds a spot, and they pull out the board, and Mayra lights the candles, and they all sit on this, like, grassy grave. And Andrea pulls out the picture of her dad. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> At this moment, I was like, she kind of looks like the little girl who is now a grown woman from the Missy Elliott music videos. Oh, my gosh. Andrea. Uh-huh. She totally does. Yes. Right? Oh, my God. Totally. I wrote, I was like, 
what does this mean? But that's <laughs> at that moment it came to me. Yeah. So Maida says it's time to start. And this time she's like fucking means it. She's like, oh. this is the way that my Thea taught me. And they all hold hands. And Maida starts whispering to herself some incantations. Shoda Shusha. Uh, but oh, this one was no, more different. like. Yeah. It was different. It was Shoda Shusha. But to me, it sounded like her, like she was saying, producir, 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 producir. Oh. It was very is, ASMR. I was like, oh, yeah. just like you lots of whispers and clicks and clacks in there. You can't clicks hear clicks and clacks and sisses. No, no, yeah. no, not at all. So Maida explains that they're trying to get the espíritus canalizadores, canales, mm. canale, canalizadores, canalizadores. Los espíritus canalizadores, which are the ones that help communicate with the dad. Mm. It's the same ones that her tía used to call upon. And they all hold hands and Mayra starts again. So things start to bump in the night around them. There's a sound here and a rumble there. And mm. Mayra puts her finger on the arrow and then tells Andrea and Eva to put their fingers on the arrow too. And repeat after me. Andres Baleno, Andres Baleno, nosotros los vivos te invocamos. And everyone repeats. And Mayra Andres a- Baleno. <laughs> <laughs> Nosotros los vivos los te, invocamos. te invocamos. And ever, after everybody repeated a few times, Maida asks, is there a spirit here? And the slide turns to yes. Awesome. Are you Andres Baleno? Slide no. Mm. And right when it lands on the no, you hear a low otherworldly growl. Yeah. And suddenly... Ella is up and running away down one of the little cemetery aisles. And then when everybody starts standing up to go chase after her, because they're like, Ella, Ella, ¿dónde baja? ¿Dónde va? Uh-huh. Everybody stands up. But then Andrea screams and she's looking at the spot where her sister just was sitting on the other side of Mayra. Yeah. And she's there again. But this time she's on the ground, foaming at the mouth, eyes like rolled Convulse, into the back like, of her head. Yeah. yeah. What happened? I don't get it. What was that? Why uh, did she? Because she runs, but then she's there. I think that's the point, that it's the demon has done something. <laughs> that creeped me out. That creeped I me out, too. I was very confused, but she, this girl is very contortionist creepy. Yeah. Because she's angly and skinny and, got, and pointy, <laughs> yeah. she yeah. does a good job at being like... It's creepy. Fucking creepy. It's spidery yeah. and weird. Yeah. So it works. So when they see that Ella is like foaming at the mouth and like seizuring and twitching, for some reason they all stand up and fucking run away from her and leave her behind. But then Andrea's like, mi hermana, mi hermanita, mi hermanita. And so they run right back to her, which I was like, okay. And Gabriel picks up Ella, who's now all vomited all over her fucking front, whatever. Ew, yeah. But Mayra stops them because she's like, mira, we have to close the circle of the Ouija. We can't just leave it open. We've opened spirit doors that need to be shut. So, like, yeah. we can't just walk Let's away this. with this, like, foamy mouth girl. Now, if I saw that little girl foaming at the mouth horrible like that, I'm not going to say I would not 
run in fear and then be like, wait, 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 hold, wait a minute. Wrong choice. Let's go back and help her because I would be so scared. I agree. I agree. But, you know, being the outside eye, I'm like, you guys left that little girl alone. Assholes. But also yeah. if it was at that moment where like a spear, where fear. the Ouija board says no, Fight or flight. you see one run and then you turn and she's still there, I would fucking be Adios. like, bye. No es mi hermana. Cuídense. Goodbye. That's it. So a reminder here that this is all seen through Pablo's handheld lens. So we still see this like found footagey kind of vibe. Yeah. And now we're in night vision. So it's that greenish kind of lens that we have on. And Maida sits in front of the board again. Again, shoda shusha, shoda shusha, but whatever. What was it that I said that it sounded like? Producir. <laughs> producir, producir, producir. <laughs> And then there's a sudden thump and some gurgling sounds. And then again, another like otherworldly, like demony voice comes from behind Maida. And there's Ewa standing like a creep, eyes fucking white, it seems. And she turns and runs. And then she's smacking herself on the head and Ugh. like pulling at her hair. And then the camera is blurry because, again, it's madness. Everybody's screaming and trying to keep. Ewa calm mm -hmm. and Ewa turns and she kind of like attacks the camera and the camera short circuits it's gone for a little but then it restabilizes on a scene of them like running and screaming after Ava and I mean let's be clear here for the next however many minutes, I'm going to say 20 to 30, there is a lot of running and screaming. So and much not running. not knowing where you are. No, because it's all just like, it's almost like they're like, okay, Ava, run Ava. up. Run, run, run. Run up this Scream. cemetery. Run down these columbariums. Run, run, run. Ugh. So at one point, Gabriel says to Paulo and Julito and Mayra to go together and separate, and he'll stay with Andrea, and they run down cemetery. Again, running, run. static. They hear crying. Mayra's like, look over there, and there's a little girl curled up on the ground up against one of the columbarians, and they approach her, and boo, she's got a devil face, ah. and she growls, and she runs away again, and this devil face, you can kind of see the cgi a little bit it's yeah. not i mean i still jumped but you know yeah it's not the best so now we see that they're walking through the columbariums and all these like walls of body shelves and they hear eva's disembodied laughter and they follow it there's all there's like no light randomly sometimes they'll have a flashlight and sometimes they won't sometimes it's on that night vision lens sometimes it's not yeah every time you're like i'm not sure like there's so many pockets of terror everywhere because again since it's found footage it's a lot of like the camera swimming swinging one spot and you're expecting something to be there but then it's not and then swinging it again and nothing's there so it's a lot of like relying on the the fact that you are expecting something to jump yes and nothing ever being there so again so there's like pockets of terror in the corners you're just waiting for something and finally they turn a corner and there's some horrible grunts mixed with children's laughter and we see Ewa's gangly legs crawling down from one of the columbarium walls, like as if she was mm -hmm. like on top. And then she runs behind this columbarium wall. They all chase after her again, but she's a sneaky little wench. So Paulo, for some <laughs> reason, he separates from the other crew of people and he's uh -huh. like filming them from afar. So in this way, he's using like the light 
so that we can see the whole group at once. Yeah. But also because he gets a wide shot, we see the roof of the building that they're or columbarium that they're walking in front of and on that roof, there's that skinny little bitch, fucking Ella, with her arms outstretched, looking all kinds of possessed. Her her movements were like, aside from the angly, jangly, <laughs> you know, edge, you know, movements. Yeah. She also did some very just kind of like weird arm, like woo yeah. stuff that was weird. Yeah, very and weird, weird yeah. and creepy. But also. That girl is literally standing atop this columbarium full of bodies. Is this not disrespectful to the max right now of these dead bodies? Are you are we talking like legitimately filming this child on top of the legitimately not, filming not this like, child? Oh, in the movie it's disrespectful. Now, in in the movie it makes sense that she's like, "Look at me, a demon on." T-. But it's like they actually put her up there. Right, 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 right. Um, How did they get whatever? They must have gotten permission to be like, sure. Sure, go ahead. Maybe do they're it. the really old ones, and they're like nobody cares about that dusty old, the yeah, dusty old them. bones. <laughs> maybe the the bodies have been moved or something like that. Or maybe sabe? they like at the beginning of each day they're like, mira, Say perdón, todo el mundo, mm-hmm. no queremos ofender, vamos a estar caminando encima de ustedes. We're so sorry. Hope. We mean no disrespect. And then at the end of the day. A ver, de nuevo, just so everybody yeah. knows, we hope you had a We're great cool. day. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Close the circle. Yeah. So Demon Ewa is standing up there with her arms outstretched, and Andrea's like, and uh, what's your name? Eva, Eva, no, ¿qué estás haciendo? <laughs> ¿Qué estás haciendo? No, no, don't jump, don't do it. And then the kid turns around and she jumps on the other side of the columbarium. And these motherfuckers are like, fuck. So they run behind and no hay nada, she's not there. So they're, again, running through the aisles and the between the tombstones, screaming after Eva. And I'm like, mira, ya lo, la gente muerta ahí está cansado de you guys screaming and yelling. I'm trying and to also, rest. I love it. <laughs> At one point, at some point in this, Gabriel was like, shush, everybody. The, the night watchman will find you. You've been screaming for an hour. Hour. Yes, he would have. He would have already found you. You would have been belting Ella down these All aisles. Come on, uh, ridiculous. Again, we're looking for her through these walls of of body shelves, and as they pass one of the body shelves, we see a quick horrible glimpse of e- of Ella and her demon ass head like leaning up against a wall. Pero Paulo doesn't really catch it. And immediately, Gabriel, at the same time, is like, come and see this. And on one of the walls in the cemetery is some writing. And it says, Papito, again, oh, Jesus. Papito, ayúdame, soy una puta. It wasn't funny when I saw it in the movie, but it is hilarious right now. Oh my oh god. No. Papito, I love it. So you're una puta. And you're just like, okay. Oh no. Oh, fuck. oh we're terrible. We are terrible. Okay, so Papito. Okay. Papito, I love it. So you're una puta. And you're just 
like, okay. Uh, okay. And right next oh, to man. this writing, oh, and right next to the this writing, there's like a bunch of weird, creepy, shadowy faces, and like they almost look like eyes and mouths, but they look like floating demony horrible faces and there's like uh names underneath each face it looks like and right next to that so it's like three pieces it's papito ayúdame soy una puta and then (laughs) in the middle is the demon faces and next to that is a picture of a little girl that looks a lot like eva Mm -hmm. and around her surrounding her are five tombstones all of which have each one of the other people's names so it says Mayra, Andrea, Paolo, all their names in these random little tombstones. Suddenly there's a growl from behind them and they all run, but Omira has fallen and somehow and so they fucking run over to check on Mayra, but in the commotion Paolo drops his camera and it's just looking uh-huh. out into an aisle of a of this dark nighttime cemetery and you're sitting there and you're like okay what's coming what's going to happen what's coming and it's quiet i'm voguing in fear i'm literally like que que me va a salir no i'm waiting for it and blam I turned the volume down I mean, yes yo estaba my headphones i had them pulled off of my ears cuz i was like god forbid yeah. entonces de repente blam the little girl's head eva's head slams right in front of the camera and she's got white eyes and like fucking her face is all fucked up and scratched and then it gets fully dragged away and you just hear her screaming as she's being dragged and from deep in the cemetery because the camera's still on the ground we hear everybody running back and they pick up the camera and they're still (laughs) screaming trying to find fucking Eva. So they're back close to a columbarium and you hear this slamming sound. Bang, bang, bang. And then we see another one of the nooks, like the same nook that they all mm-hmm. hid in when Gabriel pranked them. And in there is Mayra is on the ground and fucking Eva is on top of her, holding her head and smashing it on either side of the fucking this wall. Cement wall. Yeah, it fucked. Boof fucked and then a demon voice comes out of Ella and she's saying quieres jugar quieres jugar quieres jugar (laughs) as he's she's slamming her head oh no pero también al mismo tiempo she starts laughing and she sounds like evil Donald Duck did you sound like that to you I did not notice that (laughs) but I love that I can't do it. <laughs> Pero de repente, la Andrea starts singing that lullaby that we heard. Duerme, in... duerme. Duerme. <laughs> so she starts singing this duerme, duerme lullaby, and that seems to chill Eva out. And she gets up all spidery and like, like she even like Mm -hmm. crumples, it sounds like. They put a sound where it's all, it's almost sounds crunchy and gloppy at the same time. Yeah, like slurpy. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she gets up and her limbs are all fucking crooked and crazy. And she walks out of the hole all stiff. And Andrea follows her and keeps singing this lullaby to her. Andrea tells Eva, mira, esta es la canción that our dad used to sing sing to us all the time. Mm. And Ewa turns and smiles a horrible demon smile at her and then laughs a horrible demon child laugh. Andrea just keeps singing and when Ewa turns the corner 
and we follow her. She's like right there. So we get another jump that one scare. Got me. got me too. So we get a jump scare from around the corner, and then she, fucking Ayla takes off again, and she starts knocking three times and on all the columbarium fucking doors, quote unquote. Like that man from the top. Correct. And Andrea says, no, Ella, don't do that. She's trying to wake up more almas. And then she runs off. This disappointed me because we never get more almas like coming out. No. In this movie, so many things were left presented to you and there is no outcome. Yeah. Like I thought, ooh, cool. The dude from the top knocking on the tumba. Yes, what does this mean? That idea is going to come back now. But you don't see more almas. This doesn't happen. No. There was a lot of that in this movie, unfortunately. So everybody's desperate now and upset and tensions are high. Everybody's pissed that Pablo keeps recording everything. And so Gabriel is like, mira, let's split up and try and find help finally and call somebody so Pablo and Julito and Mayra they go and they're screaming for the señor and they finally find him and he's a real sassy motherfucker oh my god he (laughs) refuses to help them and then for some reason like Gordo Julito like grabs him and pulls him away no entendí por qué did you see that I think as like this whole 30 minute sequence in the cemetery was so discombobulated and chaotic everybody i, I felt very improv yeah. and unfortunately not very well improvised yeah. a lot of the time so i was just like who is everybody is screaming honestly i kept thinking about you and being like how's eileen feel about all this dude fucking screaming? so much okay i won't this is where i reveal to you that i had taken uh some <laughs> some uh i love these reveals <laughs> some gummies uh <laughs> And so this was at the height of me being like, okay, what's going Demasiado. on? Mira, te voy a decir una cosa. Whenever I have a gummy and watch these movies, mm-hmm. if it's just where it's a movie that you're in charge of, sure. then I'm like, yeah, having a fun time. Pero cuando soy yo que tengo que take the notes, I'm just like, and then I pay attention what? to stupid details instead of like important ones so i was like why is he grabbing him and running away with him i don't understand i did not see that moment but anyway so wait he he grabs the night watch yeah he likes pulling him away yo no sé and and, like you said mucha gritadera and i was like oh no entiendo so they literally find the man the man doesn't do a goddamn thing the whole purpose was nothing it was a pointless scene. So Paulo and Mayra run back to Andrea and Gabriel, who are holding on to fucking Eva like she's a feral child. And she is reaching down into a grave and pulling out some poor dead person's fucking femur bone. And she starts trying to munch on it. Girl! She's, she's gnawing like, on that bone. So Andrea screams for Paulo to go get the agua bendita. And so we get footage of just Paulo on his own. We don't get footage of him. This is, again, like he's holding the camera. He won't stop filming. Mm-hmm. And so he's alone through the cemetery searching for shit. Esta parte, when it's people, everybody's screaming, I don't get as scared. But this, I was like, okay, I'm yes. ready to Vogue, Vogue, Vogue. Well, this is another moment where I also was like, turn the volume mm-hmm. down because it's very like, Turn the corner, what's going to be there? Turn the corner, what's going to be there? Pero as creepy as this was, 
it didn't pay off. No, there was nothing. The only thing that maybe that happened that you're just like, oh, is every now and then there would be a, a bump in the night here and a pocket of terror yeah. there. You'd hear a whisper of somebody saying, Paolo, like his name and whatever. And as he's running past one of the columbarium walls, you hear knocking from inside of the things. Yes. And that was kind of creepy. And I was like, hey, how about maybe a hand pops out of one of these columbariums? I was waiting for that, Inala. You know, that's that's what I was waiting for. But I will give it to this movie that it's like, you know, it does give us plenty of jump scares. Pero también, when you're like expecting, ooh, something horrible is going to pop out, it doesn't always do that which i guess like i kind of respect sure. but it's like we don't we're trying to amp up the tension mm. we're not always just trying to deliver the jumps which i yeah looking back on it now i'm like okay cool but in the moment i was like oh yeah nothing happened yeah so finally after running around for what feels like a fucking century he finds the circle that they're they were sitting in and doing the ouija and he grabs the agua bendita from Andrea's purse and he hears a phone vibrate. Mm. And he looks behind him and it's coming from Mayra's bag. And the, he looks at the phone and it says, Tia Ursula. It says that Tia Ursula has called 21 other times. Oh, shit. And then the message that she just left, he plays and Tia Ursula says that whatever she's doing with that tablera, she better stop because it is very dangerous. It's not a joke. And then she goes, deja esa venganza estúpida. Ooh. Huh? What? what revenge are you talking about, Tia? Okay. And then she says, it's no one's fault. What? What do you mean? And then she says, don't use that dang tablero, por favor. So Paolo picks up the Ouija board. He turns it around. And on the back of it are the same ghoulish, shadowy, like, eyes and mouths that we saw on the wall earlier next to Papito, ayúdame, soy una puta. And uh, <laughs> they kind of... There was a moment when he flips it over where the face yeah. is all kind of move. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> he brings it up close to the handheld lens, and in the center are a bunch of names. Satanakia, Satanas, Belcebu, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> but also, he reads these aloud. Don't read yeah. these names aloud, you idiot. sir. You idiot. Nathan, especially. Um, uh, Nathan. 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 <laughs> he grabs the board, he puts it in the bag, and he runs back to the rest of the gang who are still holding down Demon Ewa. He throws the holy water to Andrea. They pour it all over her, but not without Pablo being like, excuse me, Myra, who were you invoking earlier? Because look at the drawings in the back of this board, girl. Uh, they're the same ones from the wall. And what the fuck is going on here on this day? Mm -hmm. Finally, on this day, <laughs> finally, the truth comes out, and Maida's like, fuck you and your shitty family, Andrea. Your fucking family sucks fucking balls because of your shitty dad. My dad left and abandoned me. And I was like, ¿Y pero por qué? No, no explicó nada. And she goes, So I swore revenge on his most precious things, his stupid daughters. And then she turns around and goes to attack Ella, who is still being held by Gabriel, pero in the blink of an eye, you're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And all of a sudden, that demon kid slices open Mayra's neck, and that bitch bleeds gushing blood. 
And just as that's happening, Paolo's camera runs out of juice. Finally, this sequence is over. I know. But then it pops back on because I guess he recharged his battery and we're at the footage from the day of the funeral. Mm -hmm. Some of the people attending the funeral, you see from his point of view, they scoot over and you see in the back a huge picture of Ewa. So the funeral, which I thought in the beginning was maybe like a flashback to their dad's funeral. Same. I, you mm -hmm. re Is the reveal that this is Ewa that has died after being possessed by a goddamn demon. Yeah. But we never find out how, how or why she dies or, no. or what happens, which I was like, okay, but did you have to kill her? What happened? Right. Nothing. As we're seeing the funeral footage of Ewa, he pans over to a different section of the cemetery and we see the funeral for Maida as well. Mm. This is way smaller. Yeah. It's just, I think, her tia Ursula, it seems like. And she's like crying over, you know, the coffin and he pans up and the little boy from the very beginning of the movie that we followed into the cemetery hands Pablo the picture of Andrea's dad. And then he points at the points, picture. But I was just confused as to why he was pointing. I'm going to go ahead and say, we never find out. Shocker. Never find out. Yeah, why did he point? Why? What's the deal? Who is this little boy? We never find out. Who are you? Who are you? So that's the end of the footage of Pablo's camera. So now we're back to him and Andrea's mom sitting in front of the TV on a little couch. And Pablo explains that after the funeral, Andrea went to talk to Mayra's tia and she begged to tell her of this like revenge that Mayra had. And we see a flashback, but this is Mayra's flashback. Mm -hmm. And it's a little girl walking into her house calling out for her mom. Mama, 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 donde estás, mama? We're following the back of her head. And the way that she's walking seems like, you know, when you have, <laughs> when your pants are down and you have to like wobble somewhere, it looks like that sure. would be <laughs> yeah. how she's walking because yeah. her head is going yeah. back Almost. and forth, like swinging. Yes. And she's screaming, not screaming, like, mama, mama, where are you? And she goes into the kitchen, she grabs some napkins, and she wipes, and then she pulls it up, and then there's blood. Which I was like, oh, her period? Oh, I didn't think that. What did you oh, think it was? Well, I think that is a lot more powerful and interesting. I thought she just like hurt her little leg or something, and that's why she was wobbling, like she was limping. Pero... Maybe that has to do with something? Uh, like if she had gotten her period? But then... <laughs> but, it, but that doesn't... I don't see where that fits. Absolutely not. And also, spoiler alert, everybody, it's never referenced and we no, never yeah. know whether it is just a cut on her knee or if she does have her period. Like so many things in this movie. Exactly. And then... She's still asking for her mom. She turns around and walks into her mom's room and she sees Andrea's dad just inside of her mom. They are. Are these people actually having it sex? It looked like they were, they were fucking fucking. Convincing. Yeah, fucking. Like they were committed yeah. to this 10 second moment. Absolutely. Whoa. And then it cuts to her dad or Mayra's dad and a piece of luggage like leaving the house with her mom mm -hmm. in the back in the kitchen, like maybe doing dishes or whatever. Yeah. 
It's all very scream. Very scream, yes. Mm-hmm. So we're back to Andrea's mom and Pablo and their little like couch talking session. And Andrea's mom is like, well, that's all well and good, but why the fuck are you telling me all this? And then he's like, well, because of this. And he plugs in his next footage from his camera. And we see him in his room and there's like bangs and clangs and slams and knocks and more bangs and doors opening and just a bunch of ghostly poltergeist geisty shit happening around him we get a moment there was no payoff not a thing jonathan this one i wanted the payoff honestly there was a moment where we see him again because it's still him holding his fucking camera and he's sitting he puts his feet over the bed and he's literally filming his feet i was like grab his foot grab his foot you must grab his foot not that there was a part where he's like under the sheets and you see i was waiting for aterrados show me a horrible thing pop out i want i i hate to be like that person i don't actually uh, give it to me. Give it to like, me. Like just get, like I'm waiting yeah. for Una it. Una mano you, no tiene que ser cara, no tiene me. que ser nada. Una mano, a, ma- a yeah. hand would have been plenty. Yeah. A finger, anything. Yeah. And he's showing this to the mom being like this cuz she's like why are you showing this to me and he's like oh just wait, let me show you this part. I would have been like was it windy that night, dude? Yeah. Like, what are you trying to show yeah, me? Yeah, exactly. Like, what? Fuck you. I mean, I guess <laughs> the tape recorder or the sound system turns on and plays the lullaby. Exactly. So it's like, so okay. once we get uh, all this smashing and clanging and ghosty shit, he goes under his sheets, nothing happens, and while he's in the, under the sheet, the song, the lullaby, starts to fucking play, mm-hmm. like you said, and it's the same song and whatever, and he's... Duerme, duerme. <laughs> duerme. Sounds like you're singing, Vuelve, que si te la vida se me va, oh, vuelve. My God, I love that song. Classic. So he pulls himself from out from under the sheets, again, swinging that camera around, expecting something to be there. Nothing is there. He grabs the cord from his boombox. He pulls it out, and the song is still playing, but it gets all... It gets all distorted, and uh, it starts to fade, and then there's a whisper out of nowhere. Pablo. And that's the last straw for him. He's like, yeah, que quieres de mi? Quieres que yo me mate? Do you want me to kill myself? Bueno, se jodio, because I didn't do anything, so suck a dick. I'm not going to kill myself. And he puts the camera down, and we see a little shadow walk by, and then the song turns on again. Mm. Cool. The teenage drama. (laughs) Oh, my God, the drama. This movie is filled with drama that has nothing screaming teen drama so we're back with andrea's mom and pablo on the couch and pablo says listen i know i had a promise to keep but maida is tormenting me and still looking for her revenge and the mom is like cool bro uh get the fuck out of my house you didn't have to come here and tell me all this shit about my cheating husband how dare you so pablo leaves leaving behind the picture of andrea's dad like at the entrance table so now we're in a big-ass fancy pool at a big-ass fancy house, and it's Gabriel and Vicky. And Gabriel obviously has some PTSD. He is going through it. And In my notes, I wrote Christy. Who is Christy? <laughs> ¿Quién sabe? La Christy. <laughs> so Christy is giving him a back massage and being like, aha, uh-huh. 
Why are you so sad? When are you going to cheer up? I know I know what's going to cheer you up. And she kind of like gestures for him to get in the pool. She gives him like sexy wink eyes. And he's like, all right. So he gets takes off his shirt. He puts his phone down on the Bam. chair. <laughs> My God, the chest and body Fit. on this man. Fit. Also, wow. throughout the movie, you're like, He's supposed to be 17, maybe 16. Like, he is obviously no. almost 30. <laughs> and also, I think it, it's worth mentioning that throughout the cemetery sequence, he's wearing a Warren G shirt. Oh, I never noticed the Warren G shirt. I love he's that. He's wearing a Warren G shirt. Smoke yeah. weed every day. Um, <laughs> obviously, me watching this movie, just like <laughs> three gummies in, being like, but why? Well... <laughs> So he gets in the he takes his shirt off, he puts his phone down on the chair, he gets in the pool, and Beaky is like, Just a minute, I'll be right back. And so she scoots on over in the pool, he takes off his underpants and he's ready to go. At his own house, Paolo is filming himself talking to Mayra, and he's like, I don't know if you're real or not, but please déjame en paz, por favor. And he hears the front door open, and he says, hola, ma, thinking it's his mom. And then he says to the camera slash Mayra, listen, nothing ever happened between Andreas's dad and your mom, okay? Like, that nothing happened. And I'm like, that's gaslighting, dude. That was her, if what we saw was her memory, then she saw her mom getting fucked by that dad and like yeah you're right how dare you yes so she is Mm -hmm. well justified i mean sure don't be (laughs) killing people or anything but she's justified in knowing that she was right so then pablo is like please just leave it alone leave me alone leave andrea alone and from behind him a woman walks up and puts her hand on his shoulder and pablo's like ay mama thinking that it's his mom but that hand is a dead hand homie it is gray with black nails and it squeezes Paolo's shoulder and he like screams in pain the camera pulls out and there's no one there squeezing but he's still in pain (sighs) and screaming it lets him go and he runs out at Andrea's house she arrives from wherever she was and she sees the picture of her dad that Paolo left behind and on the back of the picture she he sees that written down it says espero que algún día nos perdones mm. huh who i believe i that note was written by the dad yes Back pero in the day. pero porque nos perdones like who like that means oh. you will forgive us like meaning the dad and maybe um Mayra's mom I, but why oh quién sabe who did they know each other who knows Entonces, cut to Pablo running down the streets of Iquito as, and trying to call Gabriel, who's in the pool, chilling, r- waiting to get fucked. All of a sudden, a gray hand comes from behind. Honestly, a really, uh, like, they they missed the, op- the opportunity to have the ghost come in from the water and, like, maybe try and, like sexually seduce seduce him and then drown him like that but instead the hand comes from above and pushes him down and holds him down it's a gray horrible dead hand and vicky comes back and she sees him face down floating ass up in the air i was like okay nalgas his butt and uh and why is he bleeding did you see that there was like a clue yeah blood was coming and like from his whole entire body yeah 
everywhere. Pablo, still running down the streets, gives up on calling Gabriel and calls Julito slash Gordo. When Julito slash Gordo picks up the phone, he's like, Mira, it was mine all along. Holy shit. Go to Andreas's house. I'll see you there. And he's just spitting this information out. And Gordo's like, wait a second. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. And when he says what? The hand appears and grabs his shoulder, spins him, and it scares him as he walks backwards into the street. And fucking splat, dude, a garbage truck legit annihilates him. He is just trails of blood. Truly, like, disappears. He explodes from that fucking crash, dude. Crazy. Very final destination. Absolutely. So Pablo is still fucking running, and now we see, this was so random, we see Andrea's mom in her room holding the picture of her husband, and she's like, eres una mierda. We see that she goes into the kit, into the bathroom, grabs a little bottle of pills, and swallows all of them, and like, is trying Just to trying kill, to kill herself, herself, question mark? What, what is this for? And, Why? Uh, li- dear listener... That's the end. We never see the mom again. We don't see her but die. But then she like spits him up. She Does she, she barfs like she gags. But then we never see the result. We never see if she dies or not. Nope. We never see anything because now we're with Andrea and she's in her room. She's changing her shirt and the TV turns on by itself. So when she goes to walk over to the TV behind her, the closet door swings open by her by itself. She walks over to the closet door now and she looks on the ground and the picture of her dad is now there, but it's torn to pieces and she screams. She runs to the door. It's locked. Auxilio, auxilio. Again, the worst <laughs> word to scream help for. And just at that moment, here comes Paolo running into the house. He runs to Andrea's door. He's trying to open it, but it's locked. She's trying to open it from the other side. Nothing. And both Paolo and Andrea are jiggling this doorknob. And from behind Andrea, <laughs> here comes Maida's curly hair and weird white eye. And she's all gray and dead and hideous. And then suddenly, back to Paolo on his side of the door and silence. The door on its own creaks open and Pablo walks in and from behind the door, Maida pops out her head and she's all dead and ugly and demony, and she slams the door shut. Fin de la película. I couldn't believe that this was the ending. I said, oh, uh, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. However, the comic book style over the credits was very cool. I love that. Because we get like, like the story through yeah. the comic In lens. Great comic very book art. Great art. Very, very cool. Yeah. Well, you nailed what a funky movie to get through, especially that goddamn cemetery sequence. Oh, boy. This should be called Cementerio General, aka Loose Ends, because it's just. Uh, my one question is here among many. Mm. Why did Maida pick that grave? There was no connection there. No. There that that wasn't like somebody from her past, her abuela who was a witch, a, a satanist, something like there's no connection. Not at she all. just picked it. So there are so many things in this movie where I'm just like, uh-huh, e- and yeah. you're going to tell us what that meant? No? Okay, cool. Anyway, let's get into some trivia. Yes. So first of all, I just wanted to talk about the Ouija board ah! or the 
Ouija or Ouija or whatever, however it's pronounced. Whatever so this is from is. SmithsonianMag.com. The article is called The Strange and Mysterious History of the Ouija Board. I'm going to say Ouija because that's all I've known for my life. I'm, sh- I'm sure it's pronounced many different yes. ways. This was written by Linda Rodriguez McRobbie. It's a very lengthy article. I will pick little spots that I enjoyed. It goes a little something like this. The Ouija board came straight out of the American 19th century obsession with spiritualism, the belief that the dead are able to communicate with the living. Spiritualism, which had been around for years in Europe, hit America hard in 1848 with the sudden prominence of the Fox Sisters of Upstate New York. I think I've heard of the Fox Sisters. Really? I've never I had never heard of I them. I think they did it on um Drunk History in one of the episodes. <gasps> cool. Yeah. Ooh, I got to check that out. So, the Foxes claimed to receive messages from spirits who rapped on the walls in answer to questions, recreating this feat of channeling in parlors across the state. Turns out they were just cracking their Toe knuckles is how they stop. It was a hoax, all of it. Yeah. Amazing. I'm so glad you know that. (laughs) So in 1886, the fledgling Associated Press reported on a new phenomenon taking over the spiritualists' camps in Ohio, the talking board. It was, for all intents and purposes, a Ouija board with letters, numbers, and a planchette-like device to point to them. That's what that thing is called, a planchette. The article went far and wide, but it was Charles Kennard of Baltimore, Maryland, who acted on it. In 1890, he pulled together a group of four investors to start the Kennard Novelty Company to exclusively make and market these new talking boards. But the Kennard talking board lacked a name. Contrary to popular belief, Ouija is not a combination of the French for yes, we, oui, and the German, yeah. yeah. So apparently that people thought that's what it was, but it's not. Oh, okay. Merch says, I don't know who Merch is. I apologize. <laughs> Merch says, Based on his research, it was Bond's sister-in-law, Helen Peters, who was... James Bond? James Bond's (laughs) sister, Helen Peters, uh, who was, Bond said, a strong medium who supplied the now instantly recognizable handle. Sitting around the table, they asked the board what they should call it. The name Ouija came through, and when they asked what that meant, the board replied, Good luck. Eerie and cryptic, but for the fact that Peters acknowledged that she was wearing a locket bearing the picture of a woman, the name Ouija above her head, meaning above the woman in the locket's picture's head. That's the story that emerged from the Ouija's founder's letters. It's very possible that the woman in the locket was famous author and popular women's rights (gasps) activist, Ouija, whom Peters admired. Cool. And it said that we, I guess... If her name is Ouija, like I suppose that's how it's pronounced, then it would be Ouija. And so Ouija was just a, a misreading of her name, Ouija. Listen, that ghost, Interesting. that ghost was a feminist and he's like, call my board the Ouija. <laughs> <laughs> so Ouija existed on the periphery of American culture. Perennially popular, mysterious, interesting, and usually, barring the few cases of supposed Ouija-inspired murders, non-threatening. That is, until 1973. In that year, 
The Exorcist scared uh. the pants off people in theaters with the implication that 12-year-old Reagan was possessed by a demon after playing with the Ouija board by herself. Almost overnight, Ouija became a tool of the devil, and for that reason, a tool of horror writers and movie makers. It began popping up in scary movies, usually opening the door to evil spirits hell-bent on ripping apart coets. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's ridiculous. However, it says here, continuing in this article, Ouija boards are not, scientists say, powered by spirits or even demons because they're powered by us. Even when we protest that we're not doing it, we swear. Ouija boards work on a principle known to those studying the mind for more than 160 years. The ideometer effect or ideometer effect? Sure. Sure. In 1852, physician and physiologist William Benjamin Carpenter published a report for the Royal Institution of Great Britain examining these automatic muscular movements that take place without the conscious will or volition of the individual. Think crying in reaction to a sad film, for example. So... You put your little fingers on the planchette and like, even though you're like, you're not doing it, your body will still be like, well, but this is what you want to do. Right, right. So I'll just make you do it. You know what I mean? Still kind of spooky. I mean, it is spooky. It's just like, but I didn't tell you to do that, body. Stop doing it, you know? Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so that was a little bit about the Ouija board. Highly recommend reading this article because it is quite lengthy. I also found this from diariolaregion.com about the Cementerio General San Miguel Arcángel called Ya ni los muertos quieren ir, <laughs> quieren ir al Cementerio General. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yikes. So oh, this was no. from 2014. So I'm not quite sure if this is still the case. Like maybe it's been redone and refurbished, mm-hmm. but I put this through Google Translate. So it says here, continuing with the tour of the Campo Santo where the souls until now do not rest in peace because at night... The stoners do their thing by breaking the tombstones to resell them. The fumones. It says here two guards cannot cope. uh, And that the fumones break the glass, uh, I guess, of the columbariums to remove the ornaments or gifts that relatives give to their their loved ones. These fumones are going to be haunted. Oh, dude. Way to disrespect the dead. Uh, anyway, so apparently, like, the sidewalks are cracked. Old people have taken spills and falls. Like, it's time for this cemetery to get Oh, no, re-done. and old people love to go to a cemetery. Oh, my friend, he died, and then they're just eating I it. I got to go visit him, and then just, like, don't step on the crack. Break your mother's back. And this is my last little thing. This is from El Lector de Historietas, historietas.blogspot.com. It just talked about how there is a graphic novel of Cementerio General, which is an adaptation of this movie. And I just wanted to mention that the graphic artists of that beautiful comic book stuff at the end are Paul Anka. Paul Paul Anka? Anka. (laughs) (laughs) Paul Anka, pero uh, spelled A-N-C-K-A and John Anka, and it's based on the script of the movie. This comic was presented at the Feria Internacional del Libro in 2013 in Lima, and apparently it was like huge, 50 pages long, Dang. so that's pretty cool. And it also says here in this thing, I, I looked it up online, you can find some more pages, but I couldn't find the whole oh. thing, but I will just say they did a great job because it looked beautiful. Cool. But it says here that apparently this movie is based on real facts. 
But I mean, all these movies yeah. fucking say that shit. They're so. like, somebody's dad actually died. And it's like, yeah, everybody's yeah. dad fucking dies, dude. <laughs> and that's why our movie is real. Oh, <laughs> here is my last teeny little thing about the director, Dorian Fernandez Moris. So we should talk about this dude. He was born in Lima, Peru in December of 82. He is one of the most prolific and well-known filmmakers in the Peruvian film industry. Nice. This movie... General Cemetery, the TV show, (laughs) was the main initiator of the new wave of Peruvian horror cinema. So the Peruvian press called this movie the first Peruvian horror film. Cool. I'm not sure if that's quite true, but sure. Why not? It was a resounding and profound success in the Peruvian market, especially in Iquitos, where the movie was filmed. The great commercial performance served to produce the sequel, Cementerio General Dos, from 2016. So basically, it started the first film franchise in Peru. So at some point, we got to watch that movie. Yeah, we got to see what happens next. Yeah. So this movie's premiere was so massive that it garnered seven hundred thousand viewers and the film was quickly dubbed the highest grossing peruvian horror film of all time and in iquitos the public broke down the gate of the cinema complex to get tickets we must see i must see it (laughs) and that's my trivia for today lovely I don't have a lot. I quickly wanted to talk about Leslie Shaw, who plays Beaky. Leslie Ann Shaw Thais, formerly known as Shaw, is a Peruvian model, singer, dancer, and actress. Mm -hmm. She is best known for representing Peru in the Viña del Mar International Song Festival. That's a big deal. Viña del Mar Mar is crazy. She looks familiar, honestly. Me too. I was like, who are you? And it wasn't, she looks I very familiar. Place her, and uh, she's also known for being the runner-up on the first season of El Gran Show 2011. And El Gran Show wow. is a dance reality show airing since 2010 on America Televisión in Peru. Cool, good for you. Leslie Shaw belonged to the Peruvian pop group Glow, who released their first single Signos in 2008, <gasps> and they recorded several songs for their first album, but Shaw wanted to record rock music while the other members of the group wanted to record pop music so she left the group okay hey listen (laughs) stick to your truth in 2010 she decided to pursue a solo career and release her first album destrozado y sin control along with two videos (laughs) destrozado y sin control and una vez más both via mtv latin america she has released one album one ep and has collaborated with international artists such as thalia holy shit Mao Iriki. In July 2020, Billboard magazine named her one of the top 15 new Peruvian artists to listen to. She's got a song out right now called No Olvido. It's very, what is the word when you sound like a robot? It's very uh, Photoshop for Auto your tune? voice. Yeah. Photoshop for your voice. <laughs> it's very auto-tuned, but it's a fun little oh. pop jam, so there you go. Okay, cool. Nice. Now I want to talk about Nico Ponce, who played our douchebag, uh, Gabriel. Nico Ponce is an actor, but also a musician and songwriter. Oh. You can go on Spotify to find his uh, jams. They're all very 
románticas en Si me Ay, amas, te quiero mucho. Duerme. <laughs> the one thing I wanted to say about Nico Ponce is I found an article that says marketresearchtelecast.com that says Nico Ponce, actor who will play soccer player Paulo Guerrero in the series mm. Contigo Capitan, took, took to his social networks to express his gratitude when it was confirmed that he will be the protagonist of the first Peruvian production attached to Netflix. So that's very exciting. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Good for him. So that's just a little something about him. He's very tattooed now, very attractive still. And um, wow. good luck to you, Nico Ponce. Say. And, and to you, is is Vicky Shaw's pop star name Vicky Shaw? No, Vicky is the name of her character in the film, in the movie. She... <laughs> in, in real life, her name is Leslie Shaw. Okay. Vicky well, Shaw is a better both... performance name, though, yeah. I think. Good luck to both Leslie and Nicole. Yes. And lastly... <laughs> You guys know I love to see what hotels people stayed at while they shoot their films. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of this movie, they give a shout out to Samiria Jungle Hotel, which is... Uh... And I knew when I saw this in the credits, Eileen's going to cover this in trivia, and I can't wait. <laughs> uh, TripAdvisor.com gives this hotel the 3.5 stars out of five. Okay, good. Um, it is the number 15 hotel of the 49 hotels in Iquitos. Says here, Samiria Jungle Hotel is the first four-star hotel in the Peruvian Amazon. It is also the largest hotel in Iquitos, featuring a restaurant, bar, gym, outdoor pool, free Wi-Fi, and more. All of our 72 rooms and suites are non-smoking and are fully equipped with air conditioning, safety deposit box, mini bar, electric kettle, uh -huh. iron, ironing board, hair dryer, and a variety of selected amenities as well as free Wi-Fi access. Our guests can choose between Amazon or Itaya River View. That's nice. Ooh, Pool wow. view or city view. Now let's see if it's worth our time. The swimming pool and pool bar were nice, says Tucano from Finland. Room had balcony, but two chairs would have been nice. Our room was superior, but the bathroom needs renovation. If you're a light sleeper, do not take a room towards the swimming pool because loud conversation and music from the bar kept us awake until 4 a.m. And Oof, the breakfast was just okay. Oh, that's too bad. But then we see that RN508 from Washington, D.C. says, hey. Not recommended it. Oh, I came early for check-in, got in, room was not ready. They asked me to come at noon, then at 2, and then at 4. Oh. I was not able to get into my room until 8 p.m. Oh, <laughs> The room was comfortable, clean, and it was, but it was not soundproof. I could hear the neighbors, and on the second night, the music from the bar. So I'm just going to say, if you're going to stay at... Samiria, get ready because it seems like a party hotel and you're not going to sleep well. Yep. Maybe find a different one, a more low key one, mm -hmm. if you're trying to visit the Amazon River. Just chill. <laughs> and uh, that's the end of my trivia. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, you want to answer some questions for me? Yeah. All right. Eileen, were you scared? I had my moments. I mean, there were definite jumps that I had. Uh, I was voguing quite a lot, if we're being honest. Mm -hmm. Did that voguing ever end up with anything happening? Often it didn't. But that doesn't mean that I wasn't mm -hmm. voguing to begin with. So yeah. I'm going to say 
Yes. And you? I am also going to say yes, but it didn't deliver. Although I will still give it a yes. Yeah, agree. So, yes. <laughs> what was your best scare? When Paolo was walking on his own down the through the cemetery to go find the Agua Bendita, it was the classic swinging and waiting, swinging and waiting for something to pop up. Mm-hmm. That's when I vogued the most. Yeah. So I'd give it to that. What about you? I'm going to give it to, I guess, what would be the beginning of the possession of little Levita when she, you see her run, but then they pan down and she's yeah. right there in front of yeah. you all like contorted and babas in the mouth. That creeped me yeah, out. Yeah, agreed. Who was your favorite character? Julito slash Gordo. He was the one that annoyed me the least out of everybody. Totally. <laughs> I am also going to give it to little Julio, but I'm also going to give it to Vicky because- Vicky! She, I, although Vicky I think she's Shaw. making a terrible Christy. choice by <laughs> good old Christy. She's making a bad choice by dating this high schooler who oh, is clearly a douche. Girl. Pero when she when 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 Gabriel was like, "Come on, come with us to the cementerio," and she's like, "No, no, I'm not going in there." <laughs> not an idiot. And also. She is the, one of the first ones to turn to Pablo and be like, ¿Y por qué estás filmando? Yeah. And I was like, I love her. Yeah. So, Vicky. sure, Vicky, you did great. <laughs> what was your best line? Solo es un fumón. Viene aquí a drogarse. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we learned something with that word. Yeah, fumong. I mean, I think I, I, would, I think maybe I would be considered, especially after my three fucking gummies of this thing. I, totally. I, I'd be a gumong, a gu, una, una, una gumona. <laughs> yeah. Gamona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Gumona. Ese fumong solo viene aquí a drogarse. Do you think you could do that? Do you think you could go get high in a cemetery? No! Not a chance in fucking hell, bro. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about no that. No way. This morning I woke uh, up and I walked out of my uh-huh. room and my disco ball that usually is perched was on the ground in front of my door and I was like, nope. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Especially after watching- Meaning it just fell off in the night? Probably. Or a ghost was well, like having so. a party. Anyways, no, I would not smoke weed hell and go no. to fucking- <laughs> Uh, I have two. So (laughs) in that endless scene toward the end where Pablo's filming in his bedroom where there's not really a payoff or he's screaming, the parents come in and the mom's like, hijito, ¿qué te pasa? And the dad comes in and he says, eso te pasó por hacer cojudeces. (laughs) And I loved it because I'd never heard cojudeces. great. And also, I don't like this line, but I'm going to say this line because Gabriel said it and I was just like, why, what purpose, and also fuck you. But when the night watchman comes out, mm-hmm. when they're in the in the cemetery, and Gabriel calls Julio a maricón 57 so times in this film, but the night watchman comes out with his cute little dog, and Gabriel goes to Julio like, don't worry about the dog, ese perro es gay. And I was just like, ¿sabes qué, Gabriel? ¿Sabes qué? Oh, fuck you. My God. Fuck you. <laughs> Anyway, I just have to bring up that stupid ass line. Yeah. What was your best death? <laughs> I'm gonna give it to Julito slash Gordo. That fucking truck coming in hot and fucking destroying him was pretty A puff of blood. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty solid. I just wasn't that was mine too. expecting him to get <laughs> just turned into yeah. a pile of guts, dude. It's crazy. The whole section is 15 seconds yeah. long where he gets the call. He's like, what? Hand on the shoulder. Boom. Annihilated. Annihilated. I also gave it to that one. That's That's got to take yeah. it. Did you learn anything about the culture? Nah. Nope. And 
Finally, how many ooies are you going to give this movie? I'm going to give it two. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, you could have cut a solid 20 minutes from that movie. Oh, my God. Uh, running alone, running th- around that oh. cemetery alone. Just tie some of them loose ends, and it would have been... There's stuff there. Like, there were... Absolutely. Uh, there were absolute moments of, like, ooh, ah, ee, oh. Mm-hmm. But it's great to feel that in the moment, but we need something to happen at the end of it, like at the end of those mm. moments. Like you need to give us something. E, you know, in a pinch, I got scared and had a decent time, but yeah. nothing to write home about too. I gave this movie a one and a half. Okay. I was a little irritated by the characters. I wasn't fully convinced by the acting. There were some great ideas, but you gotta. I just think you could clarify these ideas like there were so many cool things to explore that weren't explored you presented us with stuff that weren't followed through yeah sure i was creeped a few little jumps here and there but i'm good yeah so (laughs) one and a half fantastic and we did it let's get the fuck out of this cemetery goodbye cemetery i've dropped my flowers and i am off to have brunch when my mom very quickly when my mom died and Mm -hmm. we had to bury Mm -hmm. her we we went to Sizzler afterwards. So let's go to Sizzler, yeah. everybody. Let's go to Sizzler. Uh, I will never forget you telling me that. <laughs> yeah. My family was so loud and embarrassing. <gasps> um, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So many things. So many feelings. Oh, oh yeah. The grief mixed with, where's my shrimp? It's just, oh. yeah, we're <gasps> we're monsters. Anyways, <sighs> wow. thanks to you all for being here with us. We appreciate <laughs> you. Uh Make sure and subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on our redes sociales at uykyorror on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, send us an email at uykyorror at gmail.com. We love it. Please let us know things that we're missing, things you want to hear about. Tell us we're nice. Tell us we're not whatever you want. Tell us. Tell us. Uh, thank you to Sonoro for being fantastic. Uh, you can follow them at Sonoro Podcast on Instagram and Twitter as well. And um, if your dad dies and your friend says, let's bring out a Ouija board, just make sure that your dad hasn't fucked her mom in the past. How about you just say no anytime somebody wants to pull out a Ouija board? I don't fuck with that. I won't do no, it. No thanks. Even with the way I just read that full thing that was like, it's all, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I won't do no. it. No. Keep your Ouija boards to yourself. Thank you very much. Johnny, always a pleasure. I'm thrilled to always. see you in a little bit face to face. And um, uh, I fucking love you, dude. I fucking love you too. And we'll see you guys in la próxima semana. Adios. Adios.